Hello, it is Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. Let the speculation begin on what the hell is going to go down tomorrow night. The first round of the NFL draft takes place and we will be live, live, live. Starting at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. Watching along with what we think will be an absolutely explosive first round in the NFL. Conversations today are a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors, a lot of our thoughts, a lot of our opinions. It's a great time to be an NFL fan. A lot's popping off and we are very thankful for you choosing to allow us to be in your ear holes right now. Uh, if by the end of this thing you enjoy it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Big shout out to Nick Mangold who stops by for a quick conversation. AJ Hawk and the boys. Let's have a Wednesday. Big things coming tomorrow. Be a friend, tell a friend. Cheers. One day away from the draft spectacular. Yes! We are obviously excited for the draft to take place tomorrow night. Our draft spectacular will start at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. Surprise guests, big guests, good conversation and all reactions to everything happening in the NFL tomorrow night as franchises hope to turn everything around will be live. And I can break some news on our draft spectacular that's happening tomorrow night. Really? We will have a general manager who has a pick in the first round joining us at 7.40 p.m. Wow. Eastern Standard Time. Holy shit. He will give us some insights into what he's thinking wow. going into draft night. I did not expect to get a yes here whenever I sent the uh, or casted the, mm-hmm. yep. the line oh, out yeah. there. Excuse me, how you doing? I know you're going to be busy. Is there any chance you can stop by and have a little conversation inside us on things? Hold on, let me see. Okay. All right. Just kind of just put it down in the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got him. Grabbed a beer. Uh, I think that's how fishing trips go. Of course. Yeah. Grabbed a beer out there. Uh, I At this age, I packed on a lot of sunscreen. Okay. I have to. Previously, probably wouldn't have done that. Probably would have just sat on the boat and said, fucking go ahead and get me. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then would have been lobster for the next two days. And then all of a sudden, the bobber was well, going. Gotta oh, do it. Gotta do it. Three dots. I'm in. How long? <laughs> 15 minutes. Lock it in. Ah! You Belichick. Okay. Yeah, whoa, whoa. Could maybe. <laughs> maybe. Woo! You said lobster. Maybe. Huh. It's not Bill Belichick. Come on. Uh, maybe though. Oh, it's not Bill Belichick. But on. then also we have massive guests throughout the evening. Uh, AJ Hawk will be joining us before taking off to the Kentucky Derby to join Aaron Rodgers and the whole crew down there. So we cannot wait for that. And also give us, guess what? Something to talk about. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Big, big news today. Uh, Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. Big news today. Aside from new vlog from Foxy and Roman's he- uh, health coming out at 8.30 p.m. tonight. Foxy absolutely killed it. Foxy. Hey, Behind the scenes of uh, last week, that was a big storyline in this one. Me meeting Vince McMahon. Me meeting Vince McMahon. Things going on behind the scenes, other stuff. I think people enjoy it. But other big news that is happening today and was announced this morning. I think it was alluded to by people that I had talked to over the last couple weeks. But ladies and gentlemen, Antonio Brown now back as a Buccaneer on a one-year deal. So now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been able to not only put the 22 starters back onto the field after winning a Super Bowl, which they were able to do pre-Antonio Brown. And whenever that happened, we actually said, oh, so Antonio Brown not 
deemed a starter, yeah. I guess. Nope. And everybody was like, uh, why aren't they bringing back AB? AB actually commented on a Tampa Bay Buccaneers post uh, congratulating themselves on bringing back all 22 starters. And AB said, actually bring AB back or something like that. With the off the field situation getting handled in the last couple weeks, everybody assumed this was going to happen. We didn't know for sure. He signs for, I think, $3.5 million guaranteed, uh, $2 million signing bonus, $1.5 million salary. Could go up to 6 point something if he performs again. This is obviously great for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Antonio Brown is a person that whether you you like him or you hate him, which there are people that do both. Uh, as somebody who had uh, him uh, shake the shit out of me in the middle of Heinz mm-hmm. Field on a punt return and has had former teammates and friends that have been teammates of his and coaches that have coached him. Everybody says the same thing. The guy is dynamic. He works his ass off. And literally, he is a nonstop competitive machine. Now, we obviously all saw him potentially hit rock bottom, whether it was mental health or whatever else was going on in his life over the past couple years with the whole situation, leaving Pittsburgh, going to the Raiders, leaving the Raiders in a very, very loud fashion, which a lot of people, some people did not like, going to the Patriots, ending up leaving the Patriots, accusations, lawsuits, everything like that. That is all behind Antonio Brown now, it feels like. Last year was a success for him down in Tampa. Now that everything off the field has been completely handled for him, I feel like there's a lot of people that are very pumped for Antonio Brown's kind of second chapter in the NFL here. And I think if I'm Tom Brady, I got to think to myself, Bruce Arians? Jason Light, Mike Greenberg are my fucking guys. Yeah. If I was on a team that had this type of head coach, GM, and salary guru, oh. I might have won 15 Super Bowls yeah. by now. Because if you're staring down that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team and you saw how good they got late, and you listen to our conversation with Clyde Christensen, who's been in the NFL forever, who is coaching in Tampa Bay, had coached in Indianapolis along Peyton Manning, obviously, Andrew Luck. Now he's down in Tampa with Tom Brady and that entire coaching staff. He said at the end, Super Bowl week, he said, I wish we had like eight more weeks right like we're just starting to get it like we're just starting to understand the offense and it was very obvious in the playoffs it wasn't just the offense that was starting to click and after that bye week that they had where they changed some things and I think Tom kind of you know had a little bit more assertion on what he wanted to do and I think he and Bruce came together on that which is a smart move by everybody but they feel like they're only going to get better and better in the defensive side of the ball in the playoffs they became a defense that everybody was like oh god damn they, those yeah. boys are flying around all coordinators are back Bowles is back BA's back uh, uh um left which uh, Byron left which is back uh the goodies but everybody is back Coach A.Q. Shipley's back. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's back again. And you have to assume that Tom Brady ain't going to let anybody get complacent. Tom Brady's not going to be like, oh, we won. Let's have the Super Bowl hangover. Now, I'm not saying that he's the only quarterback that he's not the only quarterback that would do that. Okay. I, I don't think that's the case. But I think Tom Brady at this point, he's about collecting rings. So B.A.'s already said, oh, I'm beat shit out of them whenever they get back to training camp or whatever. I don't think there's going to be any complacency. I think you got a lot of pros down there. I think there's a chance we see a real run out of this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, especially in the NFC South that has become a bit of a question mark now that old Drew Brees is gone and also 10 other players from the Saints had to be cut because of the salary cap issue. What's going on in Atlanta? Literally nobody knows. Nobody has a clue. Carolina, they got Darnold, but do they? So it feels like what Tom Brady did in the AFC East He's about to potentially do in the NFC South. And how long is that going to be for? And how long will they be able to keep all of their talent? I don't know how the fuck they signed Gronk. Yeah. Mike Evans, Mm -hmm. Chris Godwin, Gronkowski, 
Fournette, Antonio Brown, Tom Brady, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait, yeah. Giovanni Bernard, yeah. Ronald jo- uh, Jones, Giovanni Bernard. Okay, that's skill <laughs> positions. Okay, Scooty. on the offense. And Scoot, Scoot, Scoot Scott Scoot. Miller. Yeah. Scotty Miller. Okay, that's 11. That's a starting 11 just at skill positions that are probably all worth amount of money that you would never think could keep. And then you go to the defensive side of the ball. And Dominican Sue just re-signed back yep. in there after his best year. Vita Vey, I believe, had something. They have an entire squad down there in Tampa that if they can somehow continue to stack years and Mike Greenberg, their salary cap guru, can continue to just kick the can down the road, we'll deal with this whenever, you know, Google, Apple, Netflix, and Amazon are the ones bidding on games. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, maybe $250 billion somehow or at some point. They'll sign like a 20-year deal or whatever with the way money's going with streaming in this uh, particular. So I just feel like they're going to be able to do it. And you have to ask yourself, how many Super Bowls are these sons of bitches going to win down in Tampa? That's our poll for today. Zito, if you could please read that. I would like to see the early indications of what the fans are thinking because I'm not saying Antonio Brown was a make or break for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I think adding Antonio Brown to that team, you have to think to yourself, these motherfuckers are going to do it again. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to do it Certainly doesn't again. hurt. Last year, COVID protocol couldn't even be in the same locker room with each other. They didn't know each other. Uh, couldn't You couldn't eat together. You couldn't really have anything. Tom Brady went in there, and Peyton Manning told us that on our Super Bowl Spectacular, he said that uh, what Tom has been able to accomplish is very impressive, especially or more impressive than anything I've ever done. Without the ability to hang around people, without the ability to build the team chemistry or anything like that, they went to the high school, I guess, but still, it kind of, no preseason games, no nothing. Now they have have an entire season behind them they've been through their lumps they've experienced things together they're back on it you have to think that they're going to win at least another one down there in tampa over the next couple years that is our poll for today zito what do we have uh how many super bowls will the tampa bay buccaneers team win uh last place right now four at four percent three at seven percent we have uh one at 41 percent and two at 48 percent so two super bowls has the majority i think that is the smart like uh, they're definitely going to win another one. Go yeah, grab another one. Yeah, they're uh-huh. going to get another Is it this year or is it the year after that? Maybe it's even the year after that with what they've been able to do contract-wise. They might be able to kick Tom's salary 10 years down the road. Yeah. Will Tom be able to play for four years? I mean, the TB12 uh, business model is to say, hey, become the best version of you. He is proving that he's better than he's ever been at this point. Looks in better shape than he's ever looked. And there's a guy, uh, Bland, I think, played till he's 49 or something yeah. like that. So wouldn't it be good for the TB12 life thing to say, hey, this is how you become a superhuman yep. if you become the oldest, greatest player of all time in the biggest league of all time? Maybe. I've never talked to him. Legitimately, I've never talked to him. But if I'm a businessman thinking of the TB12 thing, you should want to be the greatest, the, the oldest, the everything. Yeah. And by the way, if that happens, not that I'm not bought in now. All right, and I should be TB12-ing already. I think we all should be. This is kind of like uh, Powerball, where people won't play until it's like eight hundred million or something like that. Yep. Like seventy million isn't enough to come change your entire life. <laughs> yeah. Okay, one or two dollars now to seventy million. Pretty good pot odds there. But it's not until it's like six hundred, seven hundred, nine hundred, where people are like, "Oh, I'm a play now. Yep. Uh-huh. I'm I'm a play now." And that's why you see the big jumps there at the end. Like we should be respecting the TB12 thing now. But if he was to become a fifty-year-old fucking quarterback and winning, it'd be like, all right, I guess. 
I guess I'm in on applied yeah, yeah. yeah. How do I? How do I go ahead? What are these immunity pills you got selling on there? <laughs> Doesn't matter. I, I need all this shit. Yeah, I'll, What's I'll the avocado ice cream? I'll fucking eat it right now. So I just, I, I'm very impressed with what Tampa Bay's been able to do, especially in the salary cap era. I have no idea how they've been able to do it. No news on the front of Aaron Rodgers other than the foreseeable future stuff, Ty. But whenever you're Aaron, if you're Aaron, and I'm not saying, I have no idea. This is once again, have not talked to Aaron since the last time he was on this show. Mm-hmm. If you're Aaron, you see Tampa doing this with Antonio Brown coming back, yeah. costing $3 bucks. Antonio Brown, obviously, unbelievable talent, both if he wanted to get in the punt return game, he's not. But it, whatever the case, he's going to start wherever the hell he goes. That's what Antonio Brown's going to do, although he wasn't even starter last year, I guess, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But you get it. The thought of being a quarterback, looking around and seeing like, oh, Tom's getting this, 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 and this, especially after all these OG quarterbacks are like, the only thing that matters in this draft is the organization and the team they're going to. You have to think there has to be some envy coming from other quarterbacks for what's going on in Tampa Bay, Kansas City, and other places like that. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll see because it it almost does feel like this might be the year where the Packers do take a receiver. Like a lot of the stuff I've been reading is saying they might be interested in trading up Mm. to get one of their guys. So, I mean – I don't know. It just it's not only that they got everyone back, but then they like still added, you know? It, it's not just like like they did. They saw they re-signed everyone, but then they still got a couple of these other guys who like, you know, the Packers could have had interest in to help Rodgers out. And it's like, well shit, you know, I mean, the Bucks weren't supposed to have any money. You guys don't have any money. Like how are they the ones that are ended up getting the deal done? It just I, I'm fascinated by how all these deals work long term. Because it feels like it is, and we've hammered this home, and it's getting annoying for me to say, so I'd assume it's annoying to listen to, but there's going to be two very different teams. that are. There's going to be two styles of team creation that's going to happen. It started with the Rams a little bit, you know, when they had Goff, and they started bringing in. And Dominican Sue was a part of that. Yep. Akeem Tlaib was a part of that. They started signing uh, everybody to the biggest deals of all time. They were bringing in a bunch of talent around Jared Goff because they had a cheaper quarterback in Jared Goff's rookie contract. Then they paid Jared Goff. They paid everybody, and all of a sudden – it all kind of went to shit. So they obviously get rid of Goff. They bring in Stafford. They save money bringing in Stafford, yeah. although they had to pay for the uh, for uh, some of Goff's dead cap space. But the the super team idea with the OGs, you're going to start seeing I, I bet every warm climate team is starting to Oh, think. yeah. Uh-huh. Like if I'm Miami, listen, I know Miami is not doing this. This is not what they're in. But let's say this particular regime does not work in Miami for whatever reason. I'm not saying B-Flow is not going to work or is going to work. Who knows how that'll think. But they should think down the road if they do ever have a regime change, like people would love to retire down here in Miami. Yeah. We can get older players down here. We can get guys that have been there, done that with the entire league. You got no state tax down here. It's beautiful. It's warm. We can... We can collect. A, we can become a goat farm, like what is what Tampa's basically doing. Yeah. What Kansas City's trying to do. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be that type of idea, and then there's going to be teams that are like, "All right, we're going to build, build through the because draft. We're not going to be able to probably get guys to want to come ring chase with us, which is basically what all those teams. Tampa Bay is a ring chasing place. Yeah. People are going to say, okay, I want to go get a ring. I'm going to Tampa. I'm going to Kansas City. Which, by the way, shout out to Kansas City making that happen in the middle of the map. Yeah. Incredible barbecue. Oh, yeah. Does get cold as fuck. Freezing. But Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, quite a, uh, a destination for people to go to. I wonder what teams are going to pick and choose to do what. Look at fucking New England. Yeah. New England's like, uh, all right, listen, we're going we're gonna to go. What we tried. All right, we've done that whole thing. Didn't work. We're going to acquire talent. That's yep. what we're going to do. I wonder who's going to do that, who's not going to do that. That'll be fascinating to see. And what's more successful? Is it the proven OGs that are somehow taking pay cuts but also getting paid in the, in the back end somehow that'll continue to win? Or will it be the teams that build through the draft and kind of go young and can't necessarily get the big 
big time free agents to come to the town. What's that? What do you well, think? Well, even like a team like the Chargers, you know, like they have their quarterback in uh, Herbert. So it's like, hey, if we know we have this guy for the next X amount of years, like what we're in LA, same deal, brand new stadium. Like wh- who's to say they won't do it as well? And that defense, that defense is yeah. very good. Uh-huh. Herbert's going to be very good. Uh, Austin Eckler was on Levitard show. Uh, congrats to Levitard once again, by the way. That was massive deal yesterday. Massive yeah, deal. Yeah, good yeah. for Dan Levitard. Awesome. Uh, but Austin Eckler was on there. He said the first time he saw uh, uh, Phil Rivers with his kids, he thought it was a meet and greet. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hysterical <laughs> line. That's one of my favorite things I've ever heard in my entire life. Though I, I thought it was like a meet and greet situation. It turns out it was just his kids or whatever. It's like, okay, Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler another stud in there. They have uh, Keenan Allen, right? Yeah, wide receiver. Mike Williams. Uh, they lose Hunter Henry, though, which uh-huh. is a, a big deal. Now he goes to New England. But uh, there's going to be some teams that are going to be very good that are maybe one to two players you think away, one injury away. Because injuries happen in the NFL, and it is a bummer. Listen, it is not good. I've I seen t- – I seen Peyton get hurt, and we, yeah. Oh, yeah. we almost lost every fucking game. Mm-hmm. We were undefeated until we chose to lose. Two years later, Peyton gets hurt. We almost went completely defeated until Dan Orlovsky came to. <laughs> boy, Denny. Dan won us two games there at the end, almost lost us Andrew Luck. But then you look like Andrew Luck, it's injuries at vital positions are a killer. Like, that is just something that happens. But I feel like the way you prepare for that is you just get depth. Yeah. You get massive amounts of depth at positions that if you lose, you're dead. Weapons, I think, are some of them. I, I think you lose a dynamic playmaker, everybody else feels it. Now, Cleveland Browns lost Odell, and their yeah. offense kind of hit a rhythm. Yeah. And uh, Baker came out and said that that's because they're in bye week and they were learning the offense and things or something like that. It was, it was, it's an absurd thought for people to think that Odell Beckham is not going to help that Browns offense next year. It's like, well, I mean, it's absurd now. I hope Odell comes in there and crushes it. But aside from that, if somebody gets hurt, you kind of get fucked. And, and, and now if your quarterback gets hurt, you're in trouble yeah. regardless. Mm-hmm, no matter what. But when you're stocking up on these dynamic players, I mean, they, they, you're, you're looking out for your future self whenever you inevitably run into an injury bug that's going to hurt you. And it's like, uh, we would have won a Super Bowl if it wasn't for this. It's like, well, you could have stocked up on that, though. Yeah. That, that, that seems to be what everybody else is doing. Tampa Bay, had, you, just, you just mentioned it. Tampa Bay has 12 guys at the skill positions that they can interchange. Like it, Ronald Jones got hurt. Yeah. Hell of a running back. Ronald mm-hmm. Jones got hurt. Leonard Fournette came. Playoff Lenny was birthed yeah. from that. Yeah. Whenever, whenever stud running back Ronald Jones, and they had Leonard Fournette was playing, but he wasn't playing as good as he had played. When Ronald Jones got hurt and Leonard Fournette was told, like, hey, you're the guy now, it was like, it was a whole new, mm-hmm. here you go. But that's the type of injury that their offense could have got affected by if you go to a non-Leonard Fournette player. Right. Like, Evans got hurt late in the season there. They are worried he was going to even play in that playoff game against Washington, and Godwin steps up. Like, drunk. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, fine. It never is, it's one of those things where one of those injuries could have been catastrophic and could have been a, oh, what would have been? Like, oh, we could have won if it wasn't for this. Those teams are like, no, if they get hurt, no, cool. no, no. hey, thank you for your run. Go take two, three weeks, take a breather, because we're going to need you, because uh, old buddy's about to get all these. Oh, yeah, he's an old pro as well, by the way. Yeah. It's just... It's fascinating to see the ideals behind it because I think there's going to be some people who old school, you know, they came up through the scouting, like drafting is the big deal. And listen, drafting is a big deal, okay? I I think you have to hit on some draft picks to continue to build your team and undrafted free agents and all that shit. I think it's a big deal. But I think it's going to become – 
I think it's going to become a situation where the people that are building upon that have to be very, very patient. In the world that we live in, will they be able to be patient enough? That's like for the New York Jets, Zach Wilson, that's going to be a very young team. Will the Jets fans in media and everything over there be patient with them growing? I doubt it. No way. Probably not. I doubt it. I doubt it. Like Bob Salah is loved right now, right? Everybody loves Bob. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves Joe Douglas. Uh, Steve Young on Mark Sanchez's fourth and forever – Adventure series, yeah, fourth and forever series, fourth and forever series. It's on, uh, it's on a YouTube. Mm-hmm. It is on a YouTube. Fourth and forever, fourth and forever's YouTube. Yeah, is that the number four or is it spelled yeah, out? Number four, th, the and symbol forever. And okay. he talked to Steve Young about, I think Zach Wilson and everything like that. And he was sitting in a desert. I think he was. Sitting, it felt yeah, like he was Arizona sitting in or something. Middle of a desert. Yeah. It was a pretty good little backdrop there. Nice. Cool pool. Yeah, very cool pool back. Yeah. A little mountain too. I think I saw. In oh, the, yeah. the Steve Young said something about basically like if Joe Douglas is saying something like, you know, he means it or something like that. Yeah. So what the fuck does that mean? Is Joe Douglas just known for like uh, Joe Douglas is just a stern but fair? Oh, yeah. he, just, he says he, knows, it. he means it. Okay. No bullshit. That's what Joe, that Sanchez Steve Young conversation. Very good. I, yeah. I would definitely listen to it forth and forever. Now I haven't, but I should is what I'm You're saying. You're going to. I'm going mm-hmm. to listen to it. We're hopping on a plane here to head down to the FanDuel Beach House. I'll probably watch him on there. I think he also sat down with Ryan Day and Justin Fields and yep, went through yep. some film and stuff like that. It's a very good series. Like pumped that Sanchez did that. But it is an interesting thought that well, Zach will just like Sam Darnold, you know, and who knows what Sam Darnold's going to be, but will he ever really get a chance if they stink because we're in an instant gratification society now and it's much different than it used to be in New York. I guess it's always been this way because there's always been a lot of eyes on them, but across the entire NFL, it's starting to happen. If you stink right now, you're going to hear about it on social media. You're going to have to feel your fans actual wrath. Oh yeah. There's a chance they're going to be booing and and boycotting. If you seem like you stink. I mean, that has happened to ownerships. So I feel like that. And I wrote about it in uh, 2017, maybe in my notes section, I feel like, I feel like if you don't get hot early, you're never really going to get the chance that you you have. And that could be very detrimental to some of these young teams that want to kind of do an upstart through the draft as opposed to the OGs that kind of all mingle and migrate to a place. It's like these guys have all figured out how to play football. That's why they've been in the NFL long enough. They figured out how to make it in the NFL. And when they start gathering, I'm always going to think that oh, that team is going to beat the fuck out of the young team. Oh, like, yeah. I, I have always, just from watching – You know, older players who, like, here we go. And Gary Brackett does not deserve this. (laughs) Okay? Gary Brackett does not deserve this. He's awesome. Gary Brackett, incredibly cool dude. Love Gary. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. He's been very nice to me. Like, I love Gary Brackett. But when I saw Gary Brackett, if if I had an an uncle that was black, it would look exactly like Gary Brackett. Like he's built like Connor, right? He's yeah. built like Boston Connor. Like yeah. same size, right? There's nothing really like you look at him, you're just like, that is just regular a, dude. Right, that's a businessman. That is a regular ass dude. Yeah. But he was so smart. He he knew the game inside and out. He knew tendencies. He knew everything. He could hit. Obviously, he was incredibly tough and everything like that. But if you if you were to have Gary play against a bunch of young players. And I saw it in practice, and I saw it in the game. Gary was going to win. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's just, Gary was smarter than you were. He's been around. He knows how this game works. He knows how to Now, granted, he got got, okay? But what I'm saying is, when you get the OGs and you get them all together, the amount of football knowledge that is in there and NFL knowledge that is much different than college football or anything like that, it is just, I tend to believe that that's going to be the way to win. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a lot of teams fans that are just going to be sitting on the sideline watching those teams make those plays and utilize the salary cap and try to do that whole thing. And that's why 
if I ever talk Chris Ballard, I'm going to say, why the fuck is Julio Jones not yeah. in Indianapolis? Mm-hmm. And Sanchez said it about Sam Darnold. He was like, look, hey, this guy's going to go three and out and get booed out of the stadium and never have a real chance. Like, if Zach Wilson and the Jets start out 0-2, 0-3, he's going to get eviscerated. No, I don't know. See, see, I think I think they'll let him one season. Okay. Okay, like I think... I think 16, 17 games. Just, I don't know the Jets fans as well as Jet fans who are probably watching this, but I think... I think they would be understanding for one season. Yeah. Okay? New head coach, new quarterback. We've stunk. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think they would be. That second year, though, if things started to get bad, I believe it would be. Uh, okay. We ain't yeah. fucking doing it again. Fireman Ed's going to quit again. I mean, I feel like that is how it'll go. But in your second year, are you anywhere near where your potential going to be? Imagine if Buffalo just quit on Josh Allen like two games into the second year and put in a backup, yeah. which could potentially happen if fans would have won apeshit. Not that Bills Mafia is not very loyal, but I'm just saying if they were calling for it and calling for it. Because Josh's first year was not impressive. No. Okay. Josh Allen looked like a rookie quarterback back and he looked like a guy who okay had all the talent in the world but this doesn't seem like this league's going to be for him then in the offseason come back for year two he looked much better oh yeah okay but he did not look like an elite quarterback still he was a second year quarterback then he came back for his third year and was like holy fuck here we go this guy is a player like if he's in other cities other than buffalo does that happen i'm not 100 sure you know and it's like it's kind of you know, it's going to be interesting to watch how this whole thing fucking pans out for these teams. Well, and to Dilfer's point from yesterday, too, like how much how much more that heats up if, you know, Mac Jones or Justin Fields or whoever goes into San Francisco and they start playing pretty or, you know, the team's winning and they're playing OK. Then it's like, OK, well, they, you know, look at these guys they are out here performing. And Zach Wilson, obviously, he's got a young team, doesn't have the same chance like they stink. I mean, the odds might just be like stacked against you with with who else is going behind you in the draft class. Too. Hey. You know how this doesn't happen? You go out and fucking win. That's dude. right. That's, I mean. It's all that matters. But if Fields and Lance and Mac Jones do better than Zach Wilson, oh, they're going to oh, burn yeah. the city down. Oh, they, they, those headlines <laughs> are going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's, you know. Zach a shit. What if, yeah. oh, oh, man. Oh, yeah, my That's God. a good one. Yeah, I hope that. I don't we'll know. Re- we'll have to remember that. Yeah, we'll see if that one makes a play or whatever. And Zach doesn't deserve that, by the way. No. Hey, Zach, we only, we only, you don't. You don't deserve whatever happens if you don't play incredible football early. And, you know, because different quarterbacks take time. I think Peyton Manning went through the most interceptions in the history of the NFL or something like his uh-huh. rookie year or whatever. And then, obviously, he continued to get better and better and better and better. And now a Mount Rushmore guy. So it's like those days are gone, though, it feels like. Yeah, it's going to be tough. If one of those quarterbacks ends up in New England and they do well in New England in the division where Zach Wilson is, it's just going to be amplified even more. Especially with them talking about trading up and potentially getting Justin Fields yeah. allegedly now. that There's a lot of smoke around that, but that the Patriots are going to go get Justin Fields if he falls at all. Well, they already said there's they've laid the groundwork for the Panthers at eight, so if you know there are no trade-ups between picks four and seven, then you assume, hopefully, the Patriots go up to eight and get their guy. We'll see! Okay. Okay, so we're going to let everybody know that we made the decision this morning for the draft spectacular that for the first 10 picks, we will not be watching the draft. Mm -hmm. The decisions made with the draft picks will be popping up on the screen to us as the viewers are watching along. So we might be 5 to 10 seconds behind. So if something absurd happens and you're not watching, know that there's probably about to be a fucking uproar both in Indianapolis and at the house down in Tampa Bay. So... I think that was a good decision. I don't think we can do it for all 32 because 
Uh, you know, if somebody's falling in the green room or something mm -hmm. like that, we're going to have yeah. to watch, going to have to have that. Yeah. There's potential other drama that could happen. But for those first 10 picks, anything can happen out there. And whenever I say anything, I mean absolutely anything, including $20,000 being given away by me and AJ. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that whole thing pans out. We're doing a 20K top 10 Pat Hawk mock, and it is uh, $10,000 for charity. Ten thousand uh, dollars to the the viewers, mm -hmm. the commenters, and uh, Fanduel has already got us going on and doing our thing. People go through many changes as we get older, isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of thirty and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, no. minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30, and the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. <laughs> one of them damn word problems this is one of those yeah. problems where you're like well wait a minute uh which can i ask a follow-up anyways i was good at those tests because i always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher that's right okay <laughs> i don't know what's going on but this is me versus you fuck you that's how, I, that's how i view it. that's why friends at roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production i did not know this they formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients you hear this aj roman's mm -hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function they formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients getting started is simple just go to getroman.com usa their supplement contains vitamin d3 what? zinc what? magnesium what maker what and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. <laughs> Join us now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, two Ohio State legends, NFL legends as well, mm -hmm. from the same hometown in Ohio. Nick Mangold chooses to go back and see the people of Centerville. A.J. Hawk refuses to go back. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk and Nick Mangold. Yeah! How you doing? I, I find it hard to believe that AJ has not gone back to the Centerville. I, I've been back. I've been back recently. Hey, Nick, you live in New Jersey though, full time, so it's not like Nick's there. Oh, jeez. Kind of said he's a sellout there. Hey, what are you? Are you golfing right now? Are you a good golfer? Yeah, man. Out here with my good friend uh, Tim Cooney. We got Mike Felix out here. How's your Bushwood game? Country Club. How's wow. your game? Uh, terrible. Ooh, he's putting. 
Oh yeah, I gotta keep it down. Sorry about that, Nick. Yeah, let's go. Let's no. go. I don't want to interrupt your golf match. You look unbelievable. The beard looks good. The glasses. I mean, your golf Man. accessory <laughs> game is top ten right now. You could get on any course because you have the polo, but you're still letting everybody know I'm here for the good time. The apre golf, not necessarily the golf. I appreciate that, Mangold. The New York Jets are about to get Zach Wilson as the quarterback. Will he survive long enough? Uh, to potentially become a good player, or is he going to get run out of town if they stink early, you think? Um, I hope he survives long enough. You know, uh, I'm the internal optimist. Um, that worked out well in my favor last year, uh, drinking some barbecue sauce. So good. So good. So good. So good. But, you know, I, 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 got, I got my fingers crossed. I hope I want him to do well because I want my son to see a Super Bowl. Really, Nate, does Nick, how fast does he have to be good, though? Like, I know Sanchez came right out of the gates, and you guys had a good team around him. Like, he, he was playing very well, so I think that fans liked him early. Like, does Zach Wilson have to come out, like, the first four games and put on a show? Yeah, I think that's the big key. I think he needs to come out um, and just show a stable quarterback. He doesn't have to do anything crazy, um, but he needs to, to win some games and show that he can win the game um, and not the team around him winning it. So uh, as long as he does that, He'll buy himself an extra two years. Okay. Do you think? Did you know Zach Wilson existed before? You know, a couple months ago, or what? Who did you think was coming to the Jets all along, or did you not really pay attention? I got. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't pay attention. I've never heard of this Zach kid till like last week. Um, hold on. We got the putt. One-handed putt. Come on. Show. Come it. on. Got it. Good one. Good one. Ah! Lift right off the <laughs> 30 feet would have been beautiful. Left-handed putt. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, if it went Sorry. in. Anyway. If it went in, we wouldn't have known anyways. But did you know Zach existed? Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. He asked, hey, could you hear me? He asked if you knew that Zach Wilson existed. Yeah. And I said that no. I, I heard about a week ago. Yeah, so so when you heard that a week ago, what were your initial thoughts? Were you like, okay, I thought we were getting Justin Fields. I thought we were getting <laughs> in Ohio State. What were the initial thoughts to Zach Wilson? And do you, do you as somebody who's from Centerville, Ohio, got thrusted into New York and New Jersey, now you're a center, so it's different. Do you think that is made out to be much more than it actually is? No, New York is, is a very difficult place to be. Um, the media is always around you. Um, no matter what program you come from, you know, coming from the Ohio State University, like oh, yeah. my good friend, A.J. Hawk. Oh, yeah. Um, we always had media around, but there's nothing like New York media. Um, so as long as you, anyone's prepared for it, they can deal with it. Um, but, you know, BYU, that, that's not really the media hub of the U.S. Well, amen. Go ahead, Ty. Nick, I don't know if you recently saw uh, AJ is now a big time influencer for Miller Lite. I'm just wondering when you guys lived together, uh, did you have to like kind of like babysit him and be like, hey, AJ, we can't just have like 500 Miller Lights laying in the living room at all times. Like you got to clean. Was he like a slob or how was he to live with? No, no, he was a neat freak. Um, <laughs> really? I, in fact, I think we all were um, probably except for me. But he, uh, he definitely was the neat freak. He kept the place clean. Looking, We had one of those uh, vacuum cleaners that they have at uh, restaurants where you just push and pull and sucks things up. Oh, nice. He was always using that thing. <laughs> AJ, I didn't know that about you. Is that Is that still, are you like uh, OCD now still, AJ? 
Uh, yeah, I like to keep things oh, clean. I think. Okay. okay. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Uh, okay. He does vacuum I mean, his desk. That's why your desk, your stupid cluttered desk, bothers me so much because I see it. Like, that would cause anyone some issues, I think. Not anyone. No, I don't think so. But I have got to the point where I think I need to clean this thing. Because <laughs> I have that other desk down in Tampa, you know, and I've realized that it's much easier to kind of operate. <laughs> There might be 7,000. Now, we did have a contest going. Yeah. Oh, I'm still counting. Still counting. Zito got halfway through. He, he did bookmark it. Uh, how, many, how many pieces of paper do you think are right here? You used the hashtag... Uh, uh, oh, shit. Uh, big stack. Yeah, Pat's Pat, big stack. Pat's Pat, Pat, big, big stack. stack. <laughs> there it is. That's the exact amount. And you tweet it out, and you get it right. You win $10,000. Yeah. Good. Keep setting them. Pat's big stack. Zito's halfway through counting. That's yeah. very nice of him. Connor, what do you have? Yeah, Mangle, we were talking about the Bengals earlier. Why do the Bengals have to go get an offensive lineman? And do you think that they'll actually fall through with it or just let Joe Burrow die? Uh, no, I really don't think that they uh, want him to die. I, I think an offensive lineman would be great. I know playmakers are the sexy thing to do. Um, but if your quarterback's on, the, on his back, it's not going to do you any good. All right, Nick, we appreciate you. We hope you get a birdie or four out there. You look unbelievable. We hope the game replicates that. I appreciate it. That's why I dress so nice, uh, because I'm going to play terrible, but I'm going to look look sweet doing it. Well, you almost just buried a 30-foot putt, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. keep it going. Yeah. 74 barbecues, unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Mangle. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. See you, man. So, AJ. We can't have people on a golf course on a show. <laughs> hey, I, I sensed that right away from you. Hey, we talked about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. He said, "Is it all right if I answer from the course?" I said, "Yeah." I thought maybe he'd be sitting in his uh, cart or whatever, but no, he was actively playing. Putts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, almost drained a thirty-foot putt. It's tough. I knew, you know, because who knows with the golf course how much service there is as well. Right. Yeah. I've been forced to do an interview from a golf course before, and it wasn't. Uh, it was terrible. I mean, it was no fun for anybody. Everybody's upset about it. It's like, but we appreciate Nick coming in there. The New York media thing is real, though, AJ. Like, I, I think I think the Zach Wilson situation is going to be fascinating to watch. Is he, do we know, and this is, the Mormons don't deserve this. Is there a good Mormon community in New Jersey or New York? Do we know? And I is he a know. devout Mormon? Yeah, I do not think so. Because I think that's a big deal. I think the, the Mormon community that you're oh, around yeah. is a big deal. I'm getting a, a stern head shake of no from Mansuri, yeah. who grew up in the area. There's not a lot of Mormons over there? Not a very large Mormon contingent in New York, no. Uh-oh. Usually, if there are, there are trans- transplants from, like, Utah that have migrated east. Okay, so, and is he a devout oh, one? Because I believe that's a massive thing. Like, the community is a very, very big deal. So, it, my initial thoughts were, if he has that very, you know, tight Mormon community kind of welcoming him in over there, I don't think he'll even, you know, potentially get too caught up with all the shit. Now, he might. I mean, I don't know. But I think that is a question that I would like to know before I, you know, buy in on whether or not the big city's going to kill him or not. I just, I think in the modern day, the internet, I mean, Sanchez said the microphones are right in your face every yeah. single day. So that's a little bit different. I guess it's right there physically. But I feel like everything Zach Wilson does for the rest of his life is going to be talked about. New York, it's obviously heightened. It's obviously very heightened. But like Carson Wentz, I don't even think he knows the world exists. No. You know what I mean? He just came from Philadelphia. He's just out in the woods doing stuff. I, I just, I feel like you can escape from it if, you, if you're the type of person that's going to escape from it or you're going to be in it if you're the person that's going to be in it, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit harder to escape from it if you're trying to in New York City compared to Indianapolis or somebody, somewhere else, Green Bay. True. It's a lot easier to 
to, to shut everything off or, or kind of get away from it, even for the night or something when you leave the facility. But going back to your Mormon thing, don't you think, though, any NFL team he goes to, there's going to be a lot less Mormons around him than he has right now. So it's not like he's going to go to Green Bay. Like, oh, hey, there's, we have 14,000 Mormons here ready to welcome you. Like, it's not going to be like that. Does Green Bay have that many Mormons? Is Green Bay a big Mormon? No. I have no clue. Brady Papinga, my roommate for five years on, on home and away games. Yeah, he was. I mean, he, he'll be offended. Church of Latter-day Saints. So, yeah, he's yeah. very specific in how he likes to be, you know, talked about. Oh, man. Uh, Book of Mormon, by the way, it was my introduction to the Mormon religion. <laughs> and then when I, why'd you laugh? He would like love that? to hear that. He yeah. would love to hear that. That's how, well, that's your introduction to the Austin religion. didn't love that either. Austin Cauley, obviously, was uh, same draft class as me in I think that was the first thing I told him. He's like, Brock, come on. <laughs> like, he gave me, he was, Austin Colley, one of the coolest dudes of all time. And I've told this story before. He broke down the entire Mormon religion in about a 30 minute speed and agility session out in our practice field. And I ran with the speed group that time just so I could run next to him or whatever. And this was when Mitt Romney was allegedly going to be president. Oh, yeah. So I said, hey, Austin, if this guy's going to be a president, I'd like to fucking know what's going on. Yeah. You know, I seen Book of Mormon. I'd like to I'd like to know. He gave me like a 30 minute rundown of the whole thing. Answer my questions. I was like, OK, like, I don't believe that. But I could see how that is your religion. Like I could see because there's a lot of shit in a lot of religions that if you were to just say out loud and be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That, like that, That's you know, there's a lot of things that you have to go on faith or whatever. And I think the Mormon community is a very, very, very tight knit one. Whoa, I, I, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think Austin, the Mormon community, I think he found some people here in Indianapolis that you can kind of hang around. I, I think I might be completely out of line in saying that. But I, I, I wondered immediately if he's a like a soup. Is he a devout Mormon or is he potentially I almost said super Mormon? Yeah, yeah you heard me almost say that you started to chuckle. Jack, have you heard of Jack Mormon? I've heard of that term. What is that? Like Searching. A, that's I a, guess just not as devout, not as serious. You may take a little, you, maybe you have a little bit of caffeine or something. I don't know. Hey, listen. Diet Cokes will get the boys buzzing. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, my God. But I would like to know what that is over there. Well, and Murder of the Mormons, that tells you a lot about what was yeah. going on over there. What's that? Salt Lake City. What are you talking about? Hey, look, I just don't know everything about the Mormon religion, so I'm not going to get into it. Hey, I don't Come think on. anybody does, by the way. But, man. There's only one person. Feels like you can spin a lot of shit over there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Jeez, hey, dude. I mean, hey, what are you? What are you? Irish Catholic. I, I don't oh, know what talk. I am. <laughs> I'm a worldist. That's what I am. I just I am somebody who legitimately has a lot of respect for people's religions because I've had, you know, a lot of interactions with a lot of people from a lot of different religions. And I have a lot of questions for all of them. So I, I, I'm you. You do what you got to do. But I mean, just sitting up there on a perch, potentially yeah. believing in, you know, a sea parting, you know, somebody dancing on water uh -huh. and you know, two stepping into a full mm -hmm. red yeah. fish, blue fish <laughs> situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I assume that the Mormons would be like and. Well, how does this go there? And I assume there's other religions that are like, well, we're the oldest religion, so oh yeah, Buddhist wouldn't we be the right one? Reincarnation. We're the oldest one. Didn't, yeah. Don't you think God told us first? I mean, wouldn't that be? And there's a lot of questions. Is what Tom I'm Cruise. But I think the community's a big deal. Oh yeah. Yeah, Scientology's another one. Yeah. There's so many. <laughs> Easy. See, I don't even know if we're allowed to. Yeah. Come on. Easy, pal. What are you talking about? Yeah. I told you that. I wanted to go in. I wanted to go check it out. <laughs> I am so curious about religion. I, I'm legitimate, and I get people. I think some people who hear me say things about religion, they come after me because they think I'm mocking their religion. No, no, I am so fascinated. Wars 
Okay, wars and wars and wars and wars have been had because of this. So many people have people have changed their entire lives because of this thing. People have disappeared off the face of the earth because of different religions. I am so fascinated by the religion thing, just all of it. So I have so many questions. I had never seen a Scientology building. That was the first time I ever was like. Oh, and it's a nice building. Oh, Oh, yeah. I got big. Oh, my God. I got questions. Hey. How do we get here? How was Tom Cruise the guy? Like, mm-hmm. what, what about Travolta? I heard he was getting run mm-hmm. out of town. I, I got questions in Ty. Like, I've never seen Ty so stern with me. In my, it, like, Ty, obviously, you know, super toxic, super, uh-huh. you know, that whole thing. Terrible. I've never seen him so, don't you fucking even, Ty. Yeah. Ty, I heard Ty in his voice go, we got a pretty good thing going. Do not fuck this up. <laughs> that is kind of what it was. Yeah. I mean, once they get their claws into you, guess what? Yeah, you never come back. There was yeah, a guy following us for three yeah. blocks yeah. that uh-huh. afternoon. It was, it awesome. was insane. It was awesome. Wait, where was this? San Francisco. Oh, in San Fran. Okay, I thought you were going out to L.A. to like the main, you know, the celebrity center, the, the famous building they have there and trying to walk in the front door. I mean, the door. San Fran one might be pretty yeah. legendary, it too. It's very nice. satellite center. It's an entire, I don't know if it's satellite. That might be a, uh, another HQ of some sort. Maybe. But it is right on the... Kind like, of the know, main drag down there. Yeah, like um, cities will go and then they'll part and then there's like a, a, a line of buildings in yep. the part there. It was right at the edge of yeah. the, yeah. the, the oh, point yeah. of that thing and it was massive. I was like, we hey. had a plan to put the For the Brain flag in there. <laughs> Who did? We did. No, 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 no. no. We were like, we were going to drop this off as no. a gift. A party. Hey, put this up. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah. I was so fascinated. I want to learn and Ty was like, don't you fucking we were like look a at it, dude. You're like a, cl- a <laughs> moth to a flame. flame. Yeah, yeah. And that's, by the way, especially with how I was at that particular time in California where it is very legal to do whatever you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just fucking walking around like, oh, my God. Let's go hear what these guys going to say. I love that. When people show up at the house on their bikes or whatever, the Mormons or mm-hmm. the, um, the uh, Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witnesses. Jehovah's, uh-huh. I fucking love it. People hate that. Oh, Come on in. Fucking sit down, dude. Let's that's, have a conversation. How did we get here? I love it. And I'm, I, that's very different, and it has put me in some situations, obviously. I believe the batteries. Uh, y'all are bats. No bats. I've not been able to hear much of anybody, so I just want to just... How does this happen almost every single day? Because, dude, dude, batteries die. What do you mean? Yeah, they happen. There it is. Bats. That, no sponsor. Energizer are good batteries, but there's other good batteries as well. Yeah, plenty of them. Duracell. Mm-hmm. There's no way this is good for the planet. No, batteries are what, fine. Batteries? Are they? Yeah. Hey, you can reuse you, them. You, recharge you have them. a good alternative for us to use, Pat? Solar energy. What's up, AJ? Did you say, do I have an alternative? Yeah, if you don't, if you think batteries are bad, what's your alternative? Would well, you have something that we can listen, replace with? Why you got to have all the fucking answers, huh? All right? Just I, have some questions I don't have, have, I don't have the answers, but I'm saying, like, I don't. I can't condemn this if I don't have some kind of alternate for us to use. You should, I have to do that sometimes. And it happens a lot in the world too. Everybody wants to, to refix everything. You know, like, I mean, Kanye and Rogan, and by the way, Rogan's trending this morning. But when Kanye and Rogan um, had their conversation, Rogan looked at Kanye and was like, oh, you're a deconstructor. Like you want to tear things down and rebuild them or whatever. You want to rebuild them. And I think there's that's a very good mindset to have. But if you don't have the answer on how to rebuild it and, and it's actually a feasible answer, I think that is a tough thing to like continue to do. You know, like I, I haven't figured out how to do that on a regular basis. So for like our company, somebody will send over like a design or something, and I'll be like, uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. 
And like, what don't you like about it? It's like, ah, I don't, <laughs> I wish I could tell you how to fix this. I have no idea. Like, I, I do not know what we should change. I have no, so I, and I actually say every single time, I know I'm an asshole for saying this, but I have no idea. I just know that we could probably do something a little bit different. I don't have the answer. So I know I have to give you an answer, but I don't like it. So let's just do something different. And normally it's Fox News like, all right, noted, I'll come back. <laughs> and I don't know how it ever works, but I do appreciate it. It's hard, it's hard to be that type of person. So when I say batteries are probably bad, I have no clue what the answer is, so I probably shouldn't talk about it. You're right. I mean, they can be bad, and you don't have to have a, a some kind of something else that we could use. But going back to what you're saying, yeah, I guess that, that happens all the time, I think, with a lot of people. All the time. It's weird. It's the whole world. This stinks. Yeah. Okay, well, fucking how? Nah, I ain't gonna fucking that fix one. it, but it stinks. <laughs> the problem is a lot of people that have the answers are irrational idiots that don't have the answers. Yeah, but sometimes the line you can between... find gold. Yeah, you got to throw you got to throw everything out there. I agree. You got to take yeah. the shot. I, and that's yeah. So are you right? Okay, I guess I'm kind of wrong there. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Everyone's not an idiot. If you take a shot, I have to respect it. No, you don't though. That's the problem. Is normally the answer comes from somebody that you'd be like, oh, you've gotten seven thousand things wrong before. Not going to fucking listen to you, mm -hmm. pal. <laughs> Show me your resume. Why I should take that serious? And then like five years later, it's like. Son of a bitch was right. They knew it. Shit, took him serious. <laughs> I think that happens in the world a lot more than anywhere else. That's like sports. Like the GM, the GMs are going to get eviscerated after this draft tomorrow night. Oh yeah. And it's going to be by fans. Well, who would you, who would you, who would you have taken? I don't know. Fucking somebody good though. It's like I, anyone but him. Did you watch 176 live games last yeah. year? Hey, it's, Pat. Have, also though, God. also other GMs are going to be praised like they won the draft and they're the best ever. I'm like, no, we don't know either way yet. John didn't. Uh, John Lynch said that it's going to be a couple years down the road before we even know if this was a successful draft. Well, and John Lynch was trying to soften the blow, I think, uh, mm -hmm. for the next year to get the pressure off of whoever gets drafted, who they even said it's going to be immense. I think the only bad draft that I've seen that I can, you know, tell right in the moment is the uh, the Packers trading up to get Jordan Love. Yeah, yep. that was bad. That oh, was yeah. terrible. Doesn't Not matter great. how it works out. That was terrible. No. Yeah. I mean, there's really, again, no way to justify it a year later. But hey, it's all right. You know how we justify it? We do something good this year. We do something. Maybe trade for Julio Go in get the him. first round. You know? Well, the New York Post, I did an interview with the New York Post for, um, you know, that's where that guy, uh, Mushnick, yeah. uh -huh. who attacked me, he tried to write a hit piece on me. Oh, yeah. That was like the, there was another attempt, I guess, uh, that attacked my character and things like that and said a deal was bad from some nobody. But like the this one, I didn't know, know not know Mushnick existed and it was in New York Post. I'm like, fucking New York Post, holy hell, this is go. oh my God, why then I read it and I was like, okay, this guy hates me, standard old white. This is standard operation. Okay, here we go. And there's nothing I had to come out and even answer about it or anything. And you know, like uh I just found it fascinating and I almost canceled the New York Post entirely. All right, never fucking talking to them again. Mm -hmm. yeah. So then after the WWE debut with SmackDown, I fucking, um, I got asked to do a couple interviews. And I normally don't do that because there's enough of me talking already. I don't need to be talking on other, like it's, it's to save people from too much of me. Like there's too much of me already. I don't need to be going out and doing a bunch of interviews, but WWE asked me to do it. I'm like, cool, I'll do it. So I do an interview with the New York Post. And it was a cool conversation. Guy was a good guy. And it was, I thought it was going to be about wrestling. Post today says, uh, the, the headline says that Pat McAfee says, 
uh, that the Green Bay Packers basically mail it in on the draft and screw over Aaron Rodgers. Whoa! Why oh, did you God. say that? I didn't mean it. I did say it. I said it numerous times, by the way, on this yeah. show. Yeah. But now it's a headline on the post. I'm going to have to fucking answer for it. I'm going to have to say, I, I, yeah, you know. Yeah, but it's real, especially when Rogers walks the out wrote, the door. Who wrote the article? Guy, the guy that wrote the article. I'm looking at the headline right now. Is a stooge. This fucking. He's the same guy that buried Michael Cole after uh, the WrestleMania mishap on night one. Oh, here we go. He's just a young up and comer that's trying to get fucking attention. Well, he did though, because I saw the headline. I was like, that was not what the interview was supposed to be. That about. was such a small part of the interview. It was throwing. It was. A I throw don't even at remember the end. it. It was a throwing at the end. It was a throwing at the end, and now I'm like, oh, that's what know. they do though. The Post is basically like the fucking National Enquirer of New York. See, yeah. I did not know that as somebody from Pittsburgh. From Indiana, when that Mushnick thing came out, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to address this. Before I read it, I'm like, okay, it's New York Post, I'm gonna have to address this. And I read through it, and I was like, oh, that guy fucking stinks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even gonna give it any any time because it would be helping them out. But I still, you know, outside New York, a lot of respect for that headline. <laughs> I mean, it, I did I did kind of say it though, so I guess it's not a lie, but oh, god damn, I thought it was about WWE and now hey Packers, I I meant it. Uh-huh. Take, Take care of your guy. Try to win a Super Bowl. That's right. Try to win a Super Bowl. I, they have to hate me over there, by the way, I'd assume. Old Gunter comes to them. I don't know. I mean. I think they know. have enough people. They got enough people coming at them, don't you think? I don't know if they can yeah. really zero in on individuals too much. I think we're a pretty large Green Bay Packer fan uh, show. I think right. so. Yeah, but they might just block yeah. out the noise. They, they only hear stuff inside the building. That's why it's... Well, not. it seems like that is the case. Yeah, that's why it's not working. But I also have... Well, it is working. Two back-to-back NFC Championship games. Right. Well, so it's kind of like, a, you know, like, do you do you kind of... do you Are you looking a gift horse right in the mouth here? Because back-to-back NFC Championship games will be awesome. And this is the same thing. This is the same thing we just uh, started this whole thing with was like... You know, do I have the answers? No. I think so. Yeah. Get Julio in it. Well, right. How are we going to make that work? Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's you, your fucking you job. fucking do it. Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the world we live in. Though. Well, and I haven't ruled it out. I mean, let's let's say Jordan Love is incredible in five, yeah. six years. I, I may have a bullet waiting for my head, you know, from one of these two guys. You know, I see him somewhere. It's like, oh, okay, there's a guy. He's good now. Let's shoot this fucker in the head and get rid of his body. What was that guy? Mad Mel? Was, yeah. was it Ty? T.Y. I fucking hate that. That's him right there. Let's go get him. Mark Murphy, too. Looks like he could handle some Oh, races. yeah. Mark Murphy could yeah. throw some. He played. He played in the league like seven or eight years. He was very nice to me, too, when I called that Lions-Packers game. I must <laughs> I must say, he was very nice to me whenever he's there. Just go get some. Go get depth. Let's win a Super Bowl. It's an arms race. Closing. Uh, but maybe the Jordan Love draft pick will be a good draft pick five, six years from now. Could be. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, is he gonna? If he's on the team five, six years from now, I think most people would probably be surprised, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Go to that graphic. First round quarterbacks. <laughs> Go to the graphic from first round quarterbacks. Let alone whenever you have Aaron Rodgers as your starting quarterback, who's about to play an MVP year for at least on contract, allegedly for another three years. This is the first round quarterbacks that have been drafted 2010 through 2020. For those that are asking, uh, that are listening on SiriusXM, uh, there's two in 2010, four in 2011, four in 2012, only one in 2013. That was EJ Manuel. Yeah, shout out. EJ Manuel. Uh, In 2014, there was three. 2015, there was two. 2016, there was three. 2017, there was three. 2018, there was five. 2019, there was three. 2020, there was four, okay? That's just basically a rundown of first-round quarterbacks uh, that get drafted to their team. Here we are 10 years later. The amount of quarterbacks that are left on their roster still. From 2010, zero. 2011, zero. 2012, zero. 2013, 
Zero. EJ Manuel did not work out. EJ. 2014, zero. 2015, zero. 2016, zero. Now, 2017 had Patrick Mahomes uh-huh. and Deshaun Watson. Uh-huh. Who knows what's going on with Deshaun Watson's situation in Houston. Allegedly, there was teams interested before all the allegations came out that were absolutely terrible. Justice, we hope, will be served to the uh, uh, umpth degree or whatever. Yep. We hope justice is served over there. That's terrible. But Patrick Mahomes just locked in for 10 years. Okay, he has a 10-year, $500 million deal or whatever. He's going to be there. So that will remain in the 2017 draft. In the 2018 draft, Sam Darnold uh, with the Jets, he's gone. Lamar Jackson with the Ravens, he's still there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Josh Allen with the Bills, he's still there. Probably going to get a long-term deal up Mm -hmm. there if we had to guess. And Baker Mayfield just got his fifth-year option picked up by the Cleveland Browns. 2019, Kyler and Daniel Jones, how will that turn out three years from now? Interesting. And then 2020, who knows? So long term, if any first round quarterback is on the team six years later, to your point, AJ, massive amount of success. Now, to be on the same team that you have an MVP quarterback, I think it's got to go. I think the chances of him surviving got to go way, 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 way down. But uh, if he ends up being a stud for Green Bay, how awesome would his story be in the long run? You would probably be a part of the dock. Yeah. You would be a part of the dog. Oh, and I'd yeah. pat him on the back and say, hey, listen, it was never about you. Yeah, because Jordan Love did not deserve to be it in the It was never about you. It really isn't on his own. Terrible for him. Yeah. He's hated by a lot of people. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater has been traded from the Carolina Panthers one year after being signed to the Carolina Panthers to be their quarterback of the future in the Matt Rule era to the Denver Broncos for a sixth round draft pick, adding competition to Drew Locke, who they're not 100% sure is going to be their guy going forward or not. Uh, to clear up a, uh, I misspoke in the uh, last hour, Drew Locke, second round draft pick, didn't have a fifth year option actually, so they are just trying to figure out whether or not he's the guy going forward. Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, as of right now will be battling out as a quarterback position in Denver Broncos or for the Denver Broncos organization. Uh, Michael Lombardi has come out and tweeted that he thought this would happen a month ago. A lot of people, uh, Chicago Bears fans are unhappy that Andy Dalton is a Chicago Bear when <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater was potentially out there. That's disrespectful to Andy Dalton. Have yes. a little bit of respect, although Teddy Bridgewater right, could right, be man. a hell of a player and was an MVP-like player when he was with Minnesota. Then he goes to the Jets for like $250,000 signing bonus. Then he goes down to the Saints, wins a bunch of games, goes over to Carolina. He gets moved on from with a Sam Darnold trade because the new owner, new head coach, new GM kind of want to figure out what they want to do. He's now in Denver. Seven pick overall for the Carolina Panthers still remains. Ninth overall pick tomorrow night for the Broncos still remains. Nobody has a clue what's going to happen. I guess there's an update now on the contract situation. Uh, Per Adam Schefter, the Broncos are acquiring quarterback Teddy Bridgewater on a restructured contract. The Panthers will convert $7 million of the $10 million guaranteed into a paid bonus, leaving a one-year $3 million fully guaranteed contract for Denver. Carolina clears about $5 million of space while adding pick 191, which was the six-round pick in return. So for the Denver Broncos, they have $3 million fully guaranteed for Teddy Bridgewater next year, $2 million contract uh, for Drew Locke, $5 million in a quarterback, and the number nine overall pick. Nobody knows what they're going to do with it. AJ, a lot has happened. I don't know if we've gotten a chance to fully digest it, but uh, here we are one day before the draft and action's starting to pick up. Well, reading that tweet, it seems to make sense for both sides. For the Broncos, yeah, if I can pick up Teddy Bridgewater, maybe add some competition with Drew Locke, maybe he can, Drew Locke can learn a few things from that from him and we'll see what happens. And you only have to pay him $3 million. Now, the Panthers, you would think, man, we're going to pay, we got to pay $7 million of this dude's salary just to ship him off. But when it says there, they 
they gain five mil in cap space in what they pick up the 191st pick. Okay, seems to work out all right. Well, and they'll have to pay that at some point. At some point, it'll, everybody's moving money to some way, but it, it feels like all parties involved wanted to make this happen. The interesting thing now is they moved Teddy Bridgewater because they didn't want there to be a conflict of interest with Sam Darnold. Is that right? So they didn't want Sam to have to compete with Teddy Bridgewater, or they wanted to do Teddy Bridgewater a favor by moving on? And should Drew Locke – Drew Locke or Sam Darnold, who's had had more success? Mm. Oh. You know? I guess it's like you got to do the potential thing. I guess you got to do the potential thing. It's like – so Teddy goes from uh, the Carolina Panthers – Want to move on from Teddy, I assume, for to give Teddy a fresh start and everything like that, but also probably because they want to, Sam Darnold to feel maybe like, hey, this is your team now, pal. This and give him team. all the reps too. They don't want he don't they don't want to have to split reps with Sam Darnold. I, I doubt Teddy. If Teddy was still there, I'm sure he would want to be taking reps in in camp and want to prove that hey, I can I can still be the starter. I've only seen Drew Locke one time. It was at the draft. I saw all his boys. Feels like he's a cool dude. It, it, the potential whenever he's playing, he looks unbelievable. But the same things are being said about Sam Darnold. Right? I've never met him either. I, I've never yeah. seen his boys. I have no idea. They're saying his potential is unbelievable. It's like Drew Locke, Sam Darnold. One organization's like, uh, let's try to empower. Now, granted, they might draft a quarterback and completely flip this entire narrative that I'm currently saying on its head. Like, they might draft a young quarterback that they don't, and they make $5 million on this thing. Maybe it's completely wrong, what I'm about to say, but it feels like the Panthers are like, all right, Sam, we're going to give you at yeah. least an opportunity here to go. The Denver Broncos now, at this point, with this many years into it, are like, uh, we're not, uh, Drew, listen, you're going to have to earn this thing to keep mm-hmm. it going. Fascinating, fascinating approaches there by both sides. I guess it's the first year there for Sam Darnold, so they're maybe still on the honeymoon phase where for drew lock it's different but i don't know which one you would say has been more of a success right now don't you i still feel like drew locks being judged too harshly me harshly. too by it's, the way he's only played two seasons it, it met you're back there you were a broncos fan for like a year and a half yep. and then uh-huh. he became a cowboys fan there's a couple games where drew locks dominated lit it up houston i think like two yeah. years ago or something like that is when he came on a scene then there's obviously the the memes and the gifts or yeah. whatever and i guess because he was a second round pick he doesn't yeah. get as much leeway because it was a second round pick he or was something. at the draft too and he was the one that dropped that everyone's like looking at like oh look and his drew boys Locke. were cool by the yeah. Way. yeah his boys big, were cool uh, the big thing about drew lock that i would say is he's a big team and camaraderie guy i think last year really threw him off if uh, you oh. remember the broncos had that qb situation where he wanted to take everyone's mask off off and that lended that ended in them starting a receiver at quarterback. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had to run off the field. Okay. Yeah, yeah. on during the walkthrough. Yeah. <laughs> the day before the game, they were told they have to the entire quarterback position's got to run off the field. And by the way, nobody that is even associated with them can play tomorrow. So we gotta actually get somebody who hasn't played quarterback since they were at Wake Forest their junior year. Mm-hmm. And that, that they don't know anybody on the team or the roster. And for Sam Darnold, he's been under Gase, who is a person who people say, once you get away from Gase, you're gonna your career's gonna take off. I just so it's just both I, of them. I just think Drew Locke. I mean, and Denver Broncos fans obviously I assume they might be ready to move on and I don't know how they feel about this. They might they I think one Broncos fan tweeted me, and I don't know if they are the sample of the entire Broncos fan base, but they're like Feels like we're just getting right back into the quarterback carousel here. With, with getting, yeah. how many years does Teddy have? Just one year? This is just a one year thing. He has two left on his current contract. But they restructured. Year. How they restructure it? Yeah. Will they have to pick up the third year for Teddy? There, there's so much going. Everybody's just trying to find a guy. It sounds. Everybody yeah. just oh, wants yeah. to find a guy, and they hope they can find a guy and they move guys and do things. Mm-hmm. But I think Drew Locke. I mean, what's uh, 
Who's going to win, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater? I assume Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. because Teddy Bridgewater has a lot more. But what if Drew Locke comes in and lights it the fuck up in camp? And what, Teddy's just the backup there? And they're like, well, Teddy's been a great backup in the past. And then Teddy, though, was looking for a trade because he didn't want to be a backup. Teddy Bridgewater, I, I'm happy you found a new home. I wish you would have won somewhere you'd been able to start. But this feels like this is going to be a, a bit of a, a clusterfuck to figure out. Teddy started going to go on that Fitzpatrick run. Yeah. <laughs> more like Tyrod. Tyrod he's becoming Taylor. more. He's unlucky as hell. Unlucky, unlucky, unlucky. Hey, if you were, if you're Drew Locke, would you rather the team bring in Teddy Bridgewater, or would you rather him take a QB number one? Oh. Well, take QB number one, you're out. I know. You're, then it's like, okay, well, my best case scenario, I start this first year. The, the rookie's not good enough, and I can showcase myself to the rest of the league. But with Teddy. If there's a competition, you could win the job and try to hopefully prove that you are the franchise QB. You were never a part of a quarterback competition team, right? Brett and Aaron were never actually in a competition. No. See, that's what I'm talking about, though. Brett was always the guy. This is mm-hmm. the backup. I, I think you – I don't know. I just feel it's good for the team, and it even gives the quarterbacks, like, a little bit of an out when they're talking to their teammates or friends. It's like, hey, I'm not, we're not making this decision. This is the guy. Let's go ahead and do that. It kind of gives them, as opposed to trying to win over an entire locker room, okay, and somebody else trying to win over an entire locker room because the quarterback, that's what you got to do. And then a decision is made, and it's like automatically people are going to be like, well, the, I just think that's a messy thing, but it's the NFL. I guess everybody can just handle it. I just I think about the locker room at all times. That's like kind of my immediate thought is like, when I was in the NFL, it felt like teams that were good – Great locker room. Locker room got along. When we stunk, I'll tell you what, locker room hated each other. How do you make the how do you make locker room hate you? Well, you divide them right in half. How do you do that? Well, here's one quarterback, here's another quarterback. <laughs> well, it's it just I feel like that's bad business, personally. I, I'm with you. I, I would like to see somebody dive into the the stats and look it up and see if like what's the best record a team has had coming off a training camp where they had an open QB competition, where someone was named a starter like a week or two before week one. Like, has anyone had a ton of success with that? Well, and then you would automatically go, well, if they're having a competition, that means they didn't feel good about either quarterback, so how good were either quarterback? You know, like there's always excuses and deeper stats that can look into it, but I just don't know how that is conducive to building a team, which is what you need in football. You need like a team team. You need to find, you need to find roles and a defined vision of what this is, hey, like what a great leader, a great coach does. He, he gets everyone going in the same direction from all different walks of life and however creative way they can do that to keep people engaged. But if you have two guys vying to be the most important position in this billion dollar, billions and billions of dollar franchise, yeah, like there's just too many questions everywhere. Like, oh, how'd it go today, man? Who do you think the starter's going to be today? Like the whole team's <laughs> talking back and forth and they all secretly or openly have their favorite who they think should be the starter and, too. And by the way, it's not just the players, it's the coaches. It's the athletic trainers. And it's players asking coaches, like, they're, like Coach, man, when are, we gonna, when are they going to name a starter, man? Like, that's all the media keeps asking me. We all see. We all see, don't we? We all see. There's a lot of that that will start happening. And then there's – and I'm not, it's not just players, what I was saying there. Even, like, advertising people who are talking to yeah. local companies are like, uh, we all hope, obviously, we all hope that blah, blah, yeah. blah is our starter, but we don't know. Obviously. Like, it's just – I feel like – and you, you don't – by naming one person a starter and saying, hey, you're the starter, you're the, empowering that person, you're not putting down the other person either. The other person then understands, like, okay, I'm back. We want you to be a starter, though. We want you to take every rep. Obviously, if things uh, don't work out as well, you're going to get an opportunity. Like, I just, I don't know. I might, that's why I'm not a GM, though. So I, maybe I shouldn't talk about it, but I feel like that is a very important fucking thing that doesn't get talked about. Well, and that's why the Saints doesn't make any sense either. It's like, why wouldn't you just tell Taysom Hill, hey, you're just going to be the gadget guy going forward no matter what, where it seems as though they're telling him hey this is an open competition it's you versus Jameis I think Sean and Taysom are very tight yeah yeah. because 
Taysom wouldn't agree to a four-year, $160 million all-voidable contract <laughs> if they weren't boys, right? I, I assume uh-huh. those two are boys. And maybe he did tell him that, but the narrative outside isn't that Jameis is automatically going to be started. Maybe take pressure off of Jameis. Maybe, you know, like that. Whole, okay. Maybe that is something that we have no idea. No clue. What is that? But I, I'm not a – I mean, you got to figure it out somehow, I guess. you got to find out who the starter is if you actually do believe in them both. But I think you're – by doing that and creating that competition and making people better – I think you're potentially also taken away from a lot of other stuff that is vital to success. I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I think you could still get the starter better with good competition without, you know, potentially burying somebody. But I just think you have to define, this is our guy. If he stinks, he won't be our guy. That's why we got this guy. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I, I, if, Terry, if, if Teddy's going to be your starter, as soon as you trade today, Teddy's going to be our starter. Drew Locke, who has done great things with us in the past, will back up. If Teddy struggles to learn the offense or figure out the offense or something like that, obviously Drew Locke will get his opportunity. Like I think there's a statement that you can make there that really is just very quick and that, easy. And if it's Drew Locke, do the opposite. That's what the Bears did with Dalton, even though Foles is still there. And bingo, they didn't do it with Mitchell Trubisky Correct. and Nick Foles. They said open competition. That became fucking all hell broke loose. I just, I feel like... I they, was going to... I was going to say that, Pat. Did this is this something that the Bears should get a little bit of praise for? That hey, they they took that equation out of. We don't have to worry about our quarterback, whether you agree or not. Andy Dalton is our guy. We're going to try to figure out the rest of this mess we have around him. Well, and they didn't do that last year, so maybe they learned it yeah. and they have the same exact feeling that we have now. And I don't think I've ever been on a team that has had that, by the way. But my thought of that happening, you can see how it easily could be like, uh, like in the locker room. Just you never want small groups chatting okay in the locker yeah. like, when you can start getting small groups chatting you know that is when it's like all right here's here's clicks here here's clicks here it's natural that people are gonna just follow one particular style of leadership over another particular style of leadership so you're kind of fucking both players i think actually it's it's like but whenever you say this is starter this is the backup there are like okay this is exactly how we look at it and then by the way the teammates the, of the backup, whether it's Drew Locke is named a backup, they'll go, hey, Drew, hey, you'll get your chance. Yeah, and we're yeah. going to need you. Like, there's still, like, a, Stay ready. It's, it's still a positive interaction for everybody. And even Drew can be like, hey, I got to work here. I got to do my thing. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. We might be too dumb, though, to, to shape anybody's opinions on this entire thing. I'm sure somebody will tell us that we're completely wrong and it's the NFL. They got to be fucking adults. Well, I think the last time that actually was successful was when the Seattle paid Matt Flynn uh, he was, you know, Packers, he had a huge game, like, uh, towards the end of the year. They paid Matt Flynn. He was going to oh, yeah. be the starter. Then they dra- drafted Russell. They still said Matt Flynn's going to be the starter. and But, you know, Russell beat him out. And then it was like, okay. You now know, we, we got to get rid of Matt Flynn. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They, they, they said we got to get rid of Matt Flynn now because we don't need anything in the locker room potentially. I just think that is the quarterback, immediate CEO of the team. We go as you go, bub. And listen – we can act like we're all the same. We're all the same. I'm the punter. I'm not going to act like we're the same. But, but like, everybody, we can act like it's the same. But we're going how you're going, bub. Our team is only as good as you you are. So I just feel like that is a pretty vital thing. Brandon Bean, by the way. Yes. Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. After his second year. After his first year, not great. After his second year, better. But nowhere near, like, uh, people are thinking maybe Cam Newton will go to the Buffalo Bills, especially because the way Josh Allen was playing at the time. And Brandon Bean was like, no, no, no. We want... We want Josh to feel as if he has every opportunity to be successful. I just think that is a very, very important part. A listener just sent this in. George Patton was the assistant GM in Minnesota when they drafted uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, so 
Oh, okay. Hey, that was when Teddy was balling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What was it a non-contact injury? Were you in the league when that happened? That got that made its way all the way to our training camp. We were like, or, our, or maybe it was OTAs. I forget what it was, but it was like, oh, damn, Teddy didn't deserve that. We're all. I think of- I was. I believe I was just out, but I remember when it happened because it was giant news everywhere, and people were. Didn't they say guys were puking and everything? Yeah. It was so nasty. Oh. Yeah, and it was because he was just out of MVP conversation. Yeah. Like he was going to turn everything around, and then all of a sudden that happened. I was like, damn, Teddy. Like you don't. To your point, very unlucky, Teddy. Like, Tyrod. Yeah. Do you like think Tyrod Taylor? Yeah. The Finns haven't said anything, but do you think two is the guy down there, and Jacoby's the backup, or do you think that's another competition? <laughs> See, I mean, it's the Dolphins, so who knows? Never got two. It's the Dolphins. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know what they're doing. They're cutting money. They're saving cash. To do what? They haven't brought anybody in. Every big contract they signed is gone now. We talked about this earlier, AJ. These, like Miami, and B-Flow is not going to do this, and this isn't how they view it, but if B-Flow doesn't work, if, if, right? I think B-Flow is a great coach. I think he gets the most out of people. I don't don't know what their decision-making is going on there, but Miami feels like a team that could very easily, the next regime, be a goat farm like Tampa is right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's warm, no state income tax. Celebrity owners all around that are going to come to the game. Yeah, it's like, hey, listen, if you've been around the NFL, you're going to take a little bit of a haircut on the, the, the salary. We'll figure out how to do the bonuses, but just collect guys that, are, that have proven they made it in the NFL and at the end of their careers and want to kind of make a run at this thing like Tampa. Kansas City, I still – it's because Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are there. They'll continue to do that. But it feels like these teams that are in these cities, desirable potential retirement cities, I would do that. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I don't know why you want it at this point, but I don't think Miami's going to do that at all. Well, but I think for the Dolphins, for that to even have a chance of happening, Tua has to be like a, a top five QB in the league, probably. Look at all these teams trying to find a quarterback, and how many teams came out and tried to get Tom Brady last year? Like, how stupid is this? Yeah, that's real. allegedly not as many people. The market for Tom Brady is not as big as you would think it should was. have been. Thirty teams. I was so mad. Do you remember how mad I was? Oh yeah. People were calling me stupid. Like I was getting called stupid on a regular basis for me saying, "What? There is twenty-eight teams that should be trying to sign Tom Brady right now." Is what I said. And they're like, Tom, "He's old. He's washed up. He's blah blah." That's one of those moments that won't get talked about. Except for, you know, if you're wrong, it will get talked about. But that whole time when I was talking about Tom Brady makes your athletic trainers better, your equipment managers better, uh, it makes the, the everything in the building better. If you get him in there, get him in there. Because I got a chance to see Peyton fucking up close. It's like, yo, everybody got better because Peyton was yeah. there. It's like, you got a guy, don't want to be the reason we lose. And then they're like, no, Tom doesn't have that big of a market. And Tampa Bay's like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What did he say? What did Bruce Arians say? He said, uh, we would have brought back Jameis, but uh, we were going to look behind the door or whatever. And then we looked behind the door and we saw Tom Brady was standing there. So, (laughs) I mean, other than Tom Brady and also Jameis or or also uh, Teddy Bridgewater, too. uh, But we would have brought it. It's just a it's a wild time that he was even available. I can't believe that 28 teams didn't want Tom Brady. I can't believe it. I honestly can't believe it. But. I have a different thought than what a lot of other people do. They want younger quarterbacks and going to build within. General George Patton of the Denver Broncos has released a statement. Acquiring Teddy Bridgewater adds competition, experience, and a strong veteran presence to our quarterback room. He's a talented player and leader who's had success in this league in a number of different situations. Being familiar with Teddy from Minnesota, he's going to compete and do everything he can to help us win. Okay, so compete, compete, compete. Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater are about to battle it out. Here we go. Who's going to win the job? Who's going to win over the locker room? Are they going to win the job as well? Because if not, it's fucked. 
And does this change anything in what they were going to do early in the draft? You know, there's no way Kyle Pitts makes it to nine right no now. No chance. Jamar Chase might, though, if the Bengals don't take if him. If they go alignment, unless the Fins. Fins take him. But the Fins probably go an offensive line, right? I didn't know what everybody's yeah, thinking. I think that's a smoke screen. Oh, you think the Dolphins Come are in the line game again like they yeah, were last year? 100%. What is Tannenbaum want? saying? We know Tannenbaum's full of shit. What were you saying, AJ? Sorry, bud. <laughs> no, I said, who does Gump think the well Dolphins said. want then if it's a smokescreen about the O-line? Let They'll... me clear something up very quick. I don't mean Tannenbaum's full of shit. I think Tannenbaum was used last year, though, as and a smokescreen potentially. Yeah. I don't know Tannenbaum personally, but I I think he was potentially used last year as the smokescreen for the Tua thing. You think they're doing the same this year? Tannenbaum can be full of shit, but I think <laughs> the Dolphins... There's a Dolphins fan, by the way. <laughs> I think the Dolphins will take a weapon. You have to. Like last year, they took all O linemen in the, the first round. You have to give Tua a chance here. And, and Tua's biggest problem, what, is he wouldn't pull the trigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Play with Devontae. Smith Waddle and well. Devontae. Yeah, and Waddle. Yeah, but both of them came out and said, we like Mac. Yeah. Fuck Tua. Uh oh. <laughs> they did. You might also want to right. have, like, not an That's empty right. backfield with a mobile quarterback. Well, I just, you know, there's another situation. Like, Tua getting pulled for Fitz Magic. Yeah. Okay, there's another locker room sitch. Okay, you got a locker room sitch there. Everybody loves Tua is what we've heard. Everybody loves Fitz. When you bench Fitz and put in Tua and not even tell Fitz or Tua it's going to happen, <laughs> and it just gets – I mean, there's a problem with that whole thing PR-wise, and B-Flow wasn't happy that it got out or whatever. But then whenever Tua is playing – and in the fourth quarter, when you need something, you pull him and put Fitz in. I mean, you're automatically going to just separate the locker room. It's just automatically going to happen, whether you like it or not. And that's not a that's not a conducive thing. No, it's not how you bring hey, so together. Jacoby Brissett is to his backup right now, right? Yeah. He, by the way, if Cam Hayward oh, was yeah. not so rude in a just absurdly mean person. Mm-hmm. Huh? and dumped somebody onto Jacoby's knee. Jacoby in the Indianapolis Colts maybe won a fucking Super Bowl. Probably do. He was slinging. He was maybe in the MVP conversation with how good. Then he got hurt, couldn't move. Uh, The year before that, whenever he did not have a winning record at all, he actually got brought in six days before the season started (laughs) and said, hey, you're a certain quarterback. Our guy just quit or whatever. So it was – or retired. I'm so sorry. He did not quit. He retired because of injury. I've heard, by the way, he does enjoy the hell out of retirement. I'm sure. Congrats to Andrew Luck. But I think Jacoby Brissett, another great player. But will he potentially have to come in? He will win over the locker room. I guess he was holding uh, team meetings whenever he was the backup quarterback and everything like that. So there's another situation that will Tua, you know, ever really get a chance? If to be Tua is your guy, you got to give him every chance to succeed with these picks you have this year because you're not going to have these picks again. All right, there is about 15 new text messages in the group text. I would assume that it all has to do with Teddy Bridgewater. FanDuel Sportsbook has put out odds here on what the Broncos will do with their pick Ooh. in the first round. Micah Parsons, plus 340, linebacker, Penn State. Um, I, I've heard some things. Uh, he plays great football, obviously. They're talking oh, yeah. about him being a top 10 linebacker Very pick. Very good. Yeah. Patrick Sertain, plus 850. Rashawn Slater, plus 340. Does anybody know who that is? Northwest lineman. Oh, he's a stud. Oh, yeah. yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, big yeah body. Absolutely. Him and Sewell. Uh, Fields at plus 750. Trey Lance plus 750. J.C. Horn plus 850. Sertain plus 850. Penny Sewell plus 950. I don't think he's going to be around. Yeah, no. Zayvon Collins, Mac Jones, Elijah Vera Tucker, who I'm just learning exists. Good for him. He's a top round. Hell yeah. 
Did you, did you happen to see in there the tweet from my sports update? Now what happened? So Teddy's now been traded twice, once from the Jets, one from, once from the Panthers, both times because of Sam Darnold. He's got to fucking hate him. Oh, yeah. boy. At my sports update, Teddy Bridgewater. Yep, 2018, Jets trade Bridgewater in training camp after using number three overall pick in Darnold. <laughs> see ya, see ya, Sam. Or see ya, Teddy. You can go down to the Saints. And then 2021, see you later. Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater. I wonder how their relationship is. <laughs> uh, probably terrible. Have they ever talked to each other, you think? Well, if you remember, Sam Darnold said, hey, listen, I love Teddy. I respect the hell out of Teddy. Love that guy. We Did haven't he? heard Teddy's side of it, but, you know, <laughs> Darnold has nothing but glowing things to say about him. Yeah, it sounds like Darnold. <laughs> Teddy's got to Darnold would be in a much more positive <laughs> yeah, side yeah. of that relationship, it feels like. Come out and parry him, Teddy. You only got one chance. This guy's won zero fucking games. <laughs> All right, I'm motorbiking for the Saints. I'm winning almost MVPs in Minnesota. I came back from a gruesome injury, and this guy's just running me out of town. He stinks of football. He's, what, 14 years old still, this guy. <laughs> Poor Teddy Bridgewater doesn't deserve that. I wonder how it all pan out four years from now. Will any of this matter? Oh. I think there's a chance that Sam Darnold could still be really good. Me too. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, Good me situation too. Down. I was big when he was coming out of USC. Like I, I liked him, man. I I, I liked how he played. He was mobile. He can move. Did he's got film? a strong enough arm. Like, I, don't know. Tape, huh? I just think he can get it done if he's in the right situation. Did you watch film? I remember when he was coming out of college. Yeah, of course. You watched film? Wow. Who all was in? Who? What are the other quarterbacks that came out in his class? Go to the Baker, first round drafting. Josh. Yeah. Uh, Josh Baker. Yeah. Josh, Josh Rosen, Rosen and Lamar. Because there was there was all this talk about. Uh, Sam Darnold going number one overall. And then right towards the end, I know Schefter came in right before the draft started and said, it's Baker, right? Didn't he say, or the morning of maybe? Yeah, and Baker obviously doing the Brett Favre thing was an awesome moment. I'm happy that happened. Um, Sam Darnold could fucking stink too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's... Of course he could, but okay. I'm saying I like there's some people stick. that and I wouldn't guy, want to give a big, he could fucking stick. <laughs> this guy could be a terrible football player. He could be. Listen, I'm not saying it. We have no idea, which is kind of the issue with the NFL is even after seeing somebody play terrible football, you're like, yeah, he might be good, though, just bad situation. He might just completely stink in Carolina, and then guess what's happening again after next season with Carolina. All right, Sam. See you later, pal. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. We're going to go in. We're going to go somewhere else. Carolina will do that. Now, Sam might be unbelievable at football, and maybe the the Gase umbrella was holding him back like Tannehill was happening to him. But, boy, there's a chance he stinks, too. There's a chance. And Teddy Bridgewater, if I was him, it would be tough for me to be quiet. Like, God ran me out of New York, he stunk. God ran me out of Carolina, he stunk. What's he going to do, come to Mile High? That, he stinks. Yeah. There's a chance Teddy Bridgewater could have that moment, or maybe Sam will get good. Teddy played a whole damn season without Christian McCaffrey, too. I mean, oh. you got to cut him some slack. Say what you said one more True. again. Teddy played the whole season without McCaffrey last year. McCaffrey played like two games. Yeah, so Sam Darn's getting quite a weapon back. in <laughs> Top 10 player in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey. Michael Lombardi just posted a view on this thing. Broncos could still take quarterback in the draft. Teddy starts for one year. Locke is number two, and the pick is redshirted. Makes for a good quarterback room. Yeah, we kind of we we agree with uh, what Lombardi could have said there. Imagine they go nine, and this is what you mentioned: if you draft somebody at nine at quarterback, that's it's their job going forward, unless it's Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. But nine top ten pick, it's their job going forward. uh, Would make for a very interesting quarterback competition for sure. I guess maybe since the Broncos have, I know. John Elway's history of drafting QBs and, and bringing them in, other than Peyton Manning, hasn't been great. Maybe they think, hey, we need to take a guy, and then we need to make sure we give him time to develop into the QB we want him to be, and maybe Teddy's the guy to learn from. What if Drew Locke is that guy, though? That's what I, I think. If, you're, if that's your plan and you want to redshirt the guy, as Lombardi says, I wouldn't have made the trade for Teddy. I would have said, hey, let's have Drew play this year. 
And if we want to develop this guy behind him, give him reps in practice, and maybe throw him in like week 11. Maybe they want Drew to learn from Teddy, though. Yeah. yeah. The veteran presence in the locker, in the quarterback if they room. Take, if they take a QB at nine, we know they don't. Yeah. Might as well just move on from Drew Lock now. That's why I think this is this makes the draft that much more interesting, especially yep. if they're not going to take a quarterback. There's going to be other people coming up to take that pick. What size bag are you taking up into that attic for uh, draft spectacular? What do you mean? Cigar bag, that one you had for Kentucky Derby we saw on Aaron. Uh, I already have almost two of those bags packed for the trip, but uh, I got plenty. I don't worry, we'll be good. They must think you're embezzling something. <laughs> yeah. The amount of Cubans showing up at the no, AJ Hawkeye. Cubans, no way, man. What? You don't, don't smell Cuban cigars? Cubans. You don't like no, I don't. I don't like like heavy, heavy cigars. I like you know medium to moderate. Whoa, 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 like heavy Cubans! What the oh, hell's Jesus. wrong what with is your deal, dude? Oh, dude. I don't know, man. I'm I don't know. I'm just not tough now. enough. That boy's eat. Congrats if you do do that. But uh, that was unbelievable <laughs> that AJ just did that out of nowhere. Yeah, that was self conscious now. AJ, I have a little bit of an issue with uh, my tuxedo. Of... Oh wait, I just got what, what? you took about eating the heavy cigar. Yeah. Okay, yeah, heavy like Cubans. You hate them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you just got it, huh? That's not what you meant immediately. Yeah. Wake yeah. up, dude. Okay, dude. Heavy. We yeah, know how your heavy, brain works, like a, bro. A, a dark wrapped heavy cigar. Those are what are like bitter, and those I don't. I do not like. Oh, Zito's oh. bitter now? Oh, yeah. yeah. What's wrong with you, AJ? He's more... You guys are, you guys are all going to hell, everyone. <laughs> no. Oh, see there, pal. How? <laughs> How do you body shame Zito and flip yeah. it into us going to hell? How dare you? I never once would... I never once crossed my mind to talk about Zito when I said, talked about a heavy Cuban cigar. Yeah, that's, Whoa, that's what we're saying. You don't even think about it. You just let it fly. Yeah. You, your brain doesn't even have to do it. It's your natural instinct. Anyways... My tuxedo thing, <laughs> you know, sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets you. Oh, no. What happens? Oh, no. Well, it's not getting delivered till next Thursday. No. Nah, sure. Hey, <laughs> so has the wardrobe for everyone changed? Well, that's the thing. I think uh, everybody's already done enough preparation. I'm going to have to figure this one out. We'll figure it out. Do you got your tuxedo affiliated thing, AJ, or? Oh, man. Well, I'm looking right now, and it says arriving tomorrow by 10 p.m., so we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. I had that same situation there with the wife in the Amazon. Uh, I was like, hey, when's that thing? Is it getting in today? So before the flight or whatever? And she goes, uh, it's getting in Thursday. Oh, we can... And the thought was like, all right, I'll have Mitt fly down the morning with the, yep. the yeah, thing we, or whatever. Yeah. And then we checked the date. It's actually next Thursday. Oh, uh, shit. Oh. It's actually next Thursday. <laughs> so... I'll figure it out. Yeah, I guess. we'll figure it out. Those are back orders, bro. I, I assume they don't have a lot of what I ordered. <laughs> what was it? You can say what it is, right? Well, I'm not gonna be a fun. It was this incredibly dope tuxedo tank top jacket collab. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was fucking awesome. Leather? Huh? Leather? No, 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 no. Not down Tampa. No, no, no. It was actually like linen. It was like a linen. Oh, nice. Wow. Nice and light. That's nice. So, Breathable. There might be one down there. I think they had to custom make it. When, I think it was one of those, like, we'll say it's for sale, and then if anybody oh. actually orders this thing, we'll actually have to create it and ship it. So that would have been awesome. Next time. Golly. So does everybody got their tuxes ready or no? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. Good to go. Sure. Tampa feels like a city that has some tuxedo-related shit. I would think so. Find some yeah. Party City or something. What was that? It Don't. What's that? Uh, did you make the sound? Somebody made it. Z did. I kind of did. Yeah. You don't think Tampa's big tuxedo? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. They got a party. They have city. a tailor. There probably is a tailor that could sew so sew something up. I don't know. 
Men's so warehouse? Saying, you don't think that... I mean, we drive past the Nordstrom. Is there like a tent factory you, you can get for Zeke? Oh, 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 come on. <laughs> you gotta stand up and come over the microphone and say that. That's the worst part. AJ, AJ opened the door. This is your fault. Let's oh, AJ's laughing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> AJ! I should take back. I did not. Everybody You guys are laughing. terrible, honestly. Oh, oh AJ, why did you text AJ. Nick to say that? <laughs> Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. I know that there is a plethora of content to pick and choose from, and the fact that you allow us to spend time with you, we are eternally grateful for. If you get the urge and you get some time, Foxy put together a nine-minute behind-the-scenes documentary of last week. It is beautiful. Foxy's an unbelievable editor. It is called Mr. Friday Night. It is at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee Show. Uh, if not, no worries at all. Can't wait for tomorrow. Can't wait for your team to make a decision that either makes you super pumped and think you're going to win at Super Bowl or collapse your entire program. That's what some people will think tomorrow, and that's what may happen. Be a friend. Tell a friend. I assume you enjoyed this show if you're listening this long. And if you're hate-watching or hate-listening, just, you know, just act like this never happened. Ty, please play some independent music and repel these people into a beautiful first round of the NFL Draft Eve evening. And uh, be a friend. Tell a friend. Cheers. Cheers.